Hi guys and welcome back to Birmingham Fan TV, sponsored by Broad Sports. This is the BFTV show. Hi guys and welcome back. Before we get into the video, please don't forget to give this video a big thumbs up. Comment down below your thoughts and subscribe if you haven't already. And we are also available to listen on Spotify if you'd like to listen to us instead of watching us. So, we're going to get straight into this video. It's going to be a very sweet one. There are a lot of talking points. I'll go over our so-called itinerary to begin with. Tonight, it's me, Corey and James. We'll be talking about his new signing or his first signing, George Friend. How many players do Blues need this transfer window? And we know it's a lot. Uh, Wes Harding has departed the club today at the time of filming. We've got a new kit. We're going to talk about that as well. And the whole group of people that Ito Karanka has brought in for his backroom stuff. James, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. Um, hi, guys. How are we, by the way? Um, I thought it would be a bit rude to say, are we cool? Are we real good? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. We feel, we're feeling all right? We're feeling a bit positive now about the, about the season? We're feeling a little bit better? or? <laughs> No, not really. No. <laughs> until until we get a goalkeeper in, um, I'm going to be worried. Um, Is he not here? We're playing rush goalkeeper for the season. Oh, are we? Oh, are we? Is, that, is that a plan? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they'll probably loan um, Zach Geekock out and uh, we're playing rush goalkeeper. Dean's going to be last man back, so like <laughs> he'll just stop the ball with his head if he gets oh, back in time. Perfect, perfect plan. Perfect um, plan. But yeah, Em, you feeling any any more confident after hearing the new guy, or or, or are we uh, are we still at the same place we were a couple of weeks ago? Where a bit, mm. I think we're slightly further along the line. I think with a manager like Karanka, you're almost qualified with certainty that there's going to be something slightly beneficial at least, at the very least. At least we've got a manager now that's proven in the championship. Like that's a positive. He's already brought in a old player of his, he already knows some of our squad, he knows what he wants, the board are giving him the back in the board have finally got that man they wanted for three years, I think it may not look great and there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes I'm sure that isn't being leaked on social media Yeah, but I, I'm quietly positive, I'm just sort of biding my time, watching what happens and getting upset every time I hear about an injured striker so we're going to we'll touch on the transfers. I'm guessing um, a little bit now. Moving on to that. Um, yeah. So Kranka did make his first signing of his reign at the <laughs> of his reign at Blues. I just need more coffee. That's all it is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and he signed George French. Now I thought of something this evening because at the time of filming, um, dangerous Q and A came out with fans and I really should have asked him um, what's the worst pun you ever heard about your name so leave in the comments the worst pun you've heard about surname friend or the worst one you can be, think about oh football friend because that's mine oh that's creative so, isn't it so, so original so original bro. <laughs> that's all I've ever seen like every post about him it's just got that gif on there it's like friend so we want to know everyone else's more imaginative ones than that in the comments. So yeah. leave them down below. But lads, what do we think about George Friend? I'll leave that one to Corey uh, first. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, so George Fenn's recent one we haven't had in a few years. Uh, he's a championship staple, really. I think he's an essential to any squad, really. I, a lot of Millsborough fans have said he hasn't got the legs anymore, and that while they're sad, the, pla- the, obviously the George Fenn's a man's gone, and they're not sad that the player's gone. Um, I'm not so sure, but let's, let's have a look. Like you say, Stephen Carr Blues was one of those players who was probably past his peak performance but did a brilliant job for Blues. I think George Friend might be that type of character we're in the club. Um, something that we need. I think a bit more maturity, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, like you say, the, I think one of the key things to take away from this side, I think personally it's an outstanding first um, acquisition for the club. Really smart. Um, it's a free transfer again, so it's a free hit, essentially. I don't think he'll be on massive wages. Um, I would have thought a decent wage, but nothing too too um friendly yeah should we say nothing to break the bank um but yeah no i think that he is you know a great character that we don't have many of in the club i think what showed at the end of last season was a lack of leadership um yeah off the pitch we had no leadership but on the pitch as well you need leaders and i think a look at the squad and other than juki now who's um, injured and and yeah, who's injured? And maybe Mark Roberts. I don't see many leaders out there, to be honest. Um, Gary Gardner, guess, but at times, you know, he goes missing. You know, George Friend is a natural-born leader, and even if you bring him alone, you know, in alone to help off the field, uh, try and gel the boys together and keep that continuity going and that togetherness, that's going to be essential. I think also Crank has brought him in because you know he had Friend at Middlesbrough who was part of that group that believe in him. So if he can yeah. help bring over that sort of belief into Cranker over to these sort of players and just say, look, boys, he can do this. You've got to listen to him. You've got to trust him. You know, focus. That's one of the reasons I'm sure why he's brought him in. So, yeah, I, I was really happy with it. But to, whether his legs have gone or not, Middlesbrough shifted him to a, a centre-back, didn't they, for like the last five games yeah. under Warnock. And Warnock loved him. He said he wanted him to stay. Played left centre-back. Captain them. I think he won man of the match in the last two games before he left. Uh, they offered him a new contract, but I think he he wants to come back and work with Karanka. So um, I think it's a really good move, um, and I've got no no qualms about about this one. Yeah, that, that's an important thing. I think the fact, obviously, the videos that the obviously official Blues chat released today showed he was playing uh, left centre back next to Mark Roberts, and mm. um, I think if we don't secure a left centre left footed centre back. We may end up playing George Fenn there for obviously the transfer window's open till October. Yeah. Uh, so if we don't find him before then, I think you might see George Fenn as our number one left left footed centre half. It's important. I said it? that to you, James, didn't I? Yeah. I said that if his legs have gone for a centre back uh, for a left back, well, we've got two other players there already in Pedersen yeah. and Seddon. We don't necessarily need a third left back. But if he's coming to play centre-back, that is actually a position that we need to strengthen. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> well, yeah. We know you're not the biggest fan of Dean. You don't need to hide that. Um, look, I, I, th- I think, I think Dean... he's probably... A, I don't know. It's not that I don't like him. It's that like... I question his choices. Yeah. I, I'm I, always I'll... a nice guy. I'll give every single one of these players another chance um, under the current regime. Because like you say, 
a good manager can make a bad player look okay. And we know Dean had a decent first season under Monk. Or I think that's what's so annoying, isn't it? Is that he played yeah. so well? Yeah. So I, I think I'll give him another chance. I know that he can do it at this level. Can he? Is he top six worthy? Mm, I suppose he got Brentford there uh, four or five years ago. So yeah, I think they all deserve another chance. We've got some really good, capable players in there. Um, they just needed some leadership and some some proper coaching. So I'm hoping that uh, they'll bring it. I still think it, we need another centre back though, personally. Um, especially with Wes heading out the door as well. Um, do you want to touch on that quickly? Yeah, let's speak about our friend Wes leaving. <laughs> I'm actually quite sad about it because I did think that he was probably... He had his moments where he wasn't so good, but actually for a, quite a lot of the time when he did play, he was one of the better players. Especially again, against West Brom, he was fantastic. And I thought he had a future. I thought he had potential within the club. But actually, maybe this is the right time for him to move. But it's a tough one. I don't know whether the fee was too little for what he can do. But right. because of obviously the climate and everything, it's probably fair. But I think we've almost left ourselves a little bit open now because we only now got one right back. And I know we're looking at other people, but until the name's on the dotted line, you know what I mean? I wish we'd almost done Wes going and then quick succession, this player's coming. But I wish Wes the best of luck because he's actually been, he's conducted himself really well at Blues and it's not been easy for him, let's be honest. So yeah, fair play to him. And I'm kind of sad about it. I get really emotional when it comes to players. I get really well, You do, don't you? Yeah. I, I, think, I think the thing is with Wes, you know, I feel really bad for him, like you say. I think he's took a lot of stick, especially this season. Uh, we've played him at left-back. We've played him at left-centre-back. He's a right-footer, for Christ's sake. You know, but we've put him on the left-hand side, and he's not a left-footer. That's not, it's hardly fair when you expect him to play at this level on the wrong side. Um, he's still only young himself. Um, but I said to you earlier, we've got Josh Cogley who's come back um, from his loan. I know he's been out of the picture for like the last two seasons. So remain to be seen sort of what level he's at, whether he's as good as what Wes is. When he played previously, I thought he was okay. But I said I to you... I think the difference it, is, yeah. we've heard back about Steve Seddon. We've had feedback about Steve Seddon, how good he has been out on loan. I've heard nothing about Cogley. You think he's been unlucky with him? But that doesn't fill me with much confidence. Mm. But... Well, like I say, we're not after a first choice right back. We're after a, a cover because no one's going to. You'd struggle to beat Max into this team. When Max is at his best, he's a top six right back. Um, I say at his best. He hasn't been at his best for a, for a little bit. But um, I said to you earlier, if we can get the rumored fee was about 350, 400 grand for him. Um, if you can get a fee for him, take him off the wage bill again. Uh, and maybe that helps to cover whatever we need for a centre back. Then, you know, so be it. You know, Wes needs to go further his career. I'm sure that he was happy to get first choice, first team football at Rotherham. And we Rotherham's got... a good club. I like Rotherham. Yeah, they're a well-run club, and we get a fee for him. So I think both clubs were probably, or both parties were probably happy with it in the end. It's sad to see him go. I think he he could have done a job, but um, yeah. 
Do you know, James, me personally, I think, on a personal, I'm happy for Wes. I think a lot of these teammates, a lot of the academy prospects he grew up with and players with the academy, they've all drifted away. I saw Reese Brown, obviously, ex Blues Academy, is, is back at Peterborough on loan now. Um, and there's been plenty of us that have just drifted down the leagues. And for me, on a personal, I'm happy that he has took the bold decision to leave and to try and take a risk. I'm one of his biggest critics. Um, I think he always puts his effort in, but he's he looks the most vulnerable. If I'm a, if if I'm in the mindset of another player, I'm targeting Wes Harding. He looks the most vulnerable out of any player, and that's his, and that's probably his biggest weakness. And maybe why Cogley has been chosen to be the second right back. When Cogley plays, he's calmer on the ball. He lets us looks less vulnerable. While he might not be as good as a defender. Psychologically, he he looks calmer on the ball and even defending. So yeah, the problem the problem with Harding, I think, was that teams targeted him. Uh, he was just vulnerable. Uh, he looked most vulnerable out of any any of the players. And uh, I think the one game that points out to me was the Swansea away, where it was when Adam scored that amazing goal, um, and they scored the last minute. And he had Mon- obviously Jefferson Montero of all players <laughs> twist and turning him literally. Where's he broken an ankle that night? Montero was doing his usual tricks and uh, that for me I think pinpointed when we knew Harding wasn't going to be the player we expect him to be um, and that's why I think Cogley may have another chance there because he's calmer on the ball he, is, he does look less vulnerable uh, when defending um, we'll have to see we'll have to give him a chance and see how it works yeah, no, for sure. It's a fair point. You know, Wes has, I suppose Wes has had his, his crack is the other side of the, the coin. Um, he's had his chances. And I suppose he hasn't made that breakthrough. And if he's not made the breakthrough now, he's not going to make, make the breakthrough. Uh, I suppose Cogley, you could say, whenever he's been in, has either played at centre, right centre back of a, you know, a three or a wing back. So I don't think he's ever had the fairest of cracks. So I suppose give him his chance now. And um, yeah, I think the club got a fee, so it's just more money that balances the books, isn't it? Really, um, means that we could probably do something else in this window. Um, Speaking of doing something else in this so, yeah. window, yeah, we will. We need. I'm not swearing. We need a lot of players. So let's start from almost the top down. Let's start from strikers down. How many? And do we have any names? You want about how many players do we need or how many strikers do we need? Players per position. PPP. Oh, in, my call opinion, it. in my opinion, Blues are about 10 players short of a good squad. But we're not going to get 10 players. And we've already bought one in. He was a good player, so I'm happy. Blues need, at a minimum right now, seven. I've just come up with a good idea, a good PR idea for the club. No, don't. So they should run trials for fans of a certain yes. age bracket. And yes. whoever is the best five, they give contracts to. Temporary oh, one season contracts. That's a James, brilliant get idea. Get, James, get your boots on. Come on, let's go. No. Strap that leg up. Here we I'm go. Ready. I'm ready to go right back. Three <laughs> worth hard in, then I'm not vulnerable. Yeah. I'll go with centre back. Me and Sonjic dictate and play in the middle. Don't you worry. 
get, him, get rid of Gaz Gardner. He's got nothing on my bombing runs from midfield. <laughs> Did you know who used to play for Nottingham Forest? Oh, someone's got to keep this running joke going. <laughs> Emily, I actually heard Crank was thinking about bringing James to Blues, actually, as, a, as yeah. one of the backup players. That wouldn't surprise me at all, you know. Yeah. I mean, they just need some strong-willed people in the club. I That's am. why they're bringing in him, because he's got me behind him. I am the spitting of David Davis. I'm the same player. We are the same. But um, Sorry, no. I, I'm, I'm having a joke. I'm having a joke. Corey, seven? More? I'm less? Thinking, nah, I, I was, I'm thinking the opposite way, actually. I'm thinking previously, obviously, the Red Nap era, was it nine, ten? We oh, signed then. No, um, I, think it was, I think it was 11. 11. Um, I'm actually thinking the opposite way. I'm thinking five. I'm thinking a bit of a low number. Um, okay. I think a lot of the, I, I think from what I've gathered is the club aren't going to go this year, let's go and get promotion. I think that, like I say, they are slow trying to build something. I don't think, I don't see the, 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 the value of bringing 10 players straight away. Mm. Um, let's give the, let's give, again, Crowley was good in times and places last season. Again, a number four season, is he going to be good enough? And that's the problem. When we sign these players, we need to evaluate their value. As we do with Wes Harding, he clearly wasn't adding more value to the club financially. And on the pitch, he wasn't going to either. So let's get rid. I think that's what they've learned last time. Look at grounds. We had just sitting around. David Stockdale sitting around. Check Cater sitting around in France, Dubai, wherever he fancied. <laughs> do you know what I mean that's yeah so I, think, I think they've learned that let's not just have players sitting around doing what they want let's have a small let's have a small squad but with academy players and let's focus on on positions we actually want players in let's not just get extra players in for the sake of it I told oh, the small actually, guy it was 14 oh. we bought in that summer 14 I'll tell you I, I, I'm going to run Ooh. through it well we bought we we, we Obviously, we bought Craig in in the January previous, but we made his deal permanent that summer. Oh, yeah. So he classes as one. We bought in Mark Roberts. No, he doesn't count because he was done the deal no, before Harry no, came in. No, the deal was still no, the deal was still done then. Oh, Mark came in on an undisclosed. David Stockdale came in on a free. Czech and Doy came in on a free. Isaac Vassell undisclosed. Harley mm. Dean undisclosed. Maxime Collin undisclosed. Hotter undisclosed. Jason Lowe free. <laughs> the the loan the loan deals Cohen Bramall from Arsenal, Sam Gallagher from Southampton, Carl Jenkinson from Arsenal, Jeremy Boger from Chelsea, and Liam Walsh from Everton. That's got, his his career has really gone well, hasn't it? Uh, so it's, um, it's, yeah, it's funny that James. Obviously, you mentioned um, obviously the play the players you brought in in that in that period. Um, Again, loan deals. We didn't. Any loan? Did we have any loan deals last season? Well, obviously, Bob Hogan. Uh, Jack Clark Salter. Uh, Jack Clark Salter. Jack Clark Salter. Oh yeah. Um, but again, other than Jack Clark Salter, we didn't actually bring in much youth on the loans. Um, we pretty much brought experienced players as loans, which is not very well. Not something you see very often in the Championship. Um, so I think we what we'll do is start to buy more experienced players this transfer window. We will buy more George friends because they're free agents. Um, and I think the loan deals will come from Premier League clubs or foreign clubs. Um, 
on cheap deals, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree with that. Like I say, in, in my opinion, at the start of the window, I think we needed eight. I think the talk was that Karanka wanted eight. I, this is just talk. I don't actually know this for a fact. Um, looking at the squad, you've got to look at it and you've got to say, we need two goalkeepers. That's a must. I think we need two strikers because Juki is getting on a bit. He's 30, 31. He can't bear the weight again for a whole season with just him. What if we lose another striker and Juki has to play up front by himself again the whole season? Yeah. We need three good ah. strikers. Exactly. We need three good strikers, so we've got three good options. And if we want to go two up front at some point, we've got that. We can change games. So we need two goalkeepers, two strikers. We need another two wingers, in my opinion, because we've only got one. And usually you need four, but we'll probably get away with three if we can get a winger who can go on both sides and do both. So as cover, as, as to speak. So we need two wingers, two strikers, two goalkeepers. And then you'd probably look at a centre-back, wouldn't you, to finish it off? Um, a really good centre-back. Daniel Ayala is like, still floating around if anybody wants to just tell him that you know, Cranker's got the job now or um, no, but we, we need a, we need, I think we need someone else, I think, just to, to shore up that defensive positions because if they, if we got another good centre back in, I think we've got a really strong defence, you know, with the cover we've got at left back and right back with Cogley, Seddon, the first choices across the board, Bajrami still as cover as well. So yeah, those key positions, especially in those attacking positions that we've basically got, Juki's injured at the minute. So you've got Crowley and Bella. And other than that, you're then using youth players in your attacking areas. And that's just not good enough, you know. So like you said, I think the the youth, I think the, the, the loan market will be utilised, in my opinion, to look for those sort of exciting attacking yeah. players from the Premier League. Like, yeah, I think we were linked with, I think We Are Birmingham put yesterday that we are interested in Jack Clark from yeah. Spurs. And I was going to tweet yesterday and annoy some people but I didn't because I'm actually not a big fan of Jack Clark. I actually don't think he's what he's cracked up to be. Um, just giving like my two pence on it. You know, he couldn't break into the QPR squad last season. I spoke to my mate who's, a, who's at QPR, did not rate him at all. Um, at Leeds, 22 appearances, two goals. Okay. You know, he did okay for a 17, 18 year old there. I don't think he's what he's cracked up to be. We There's talk that Ivan Sanchez is coming in on a free transfer from Elche. Um, he looks the real deal. 27. Um, uh, wicked left foot. Really good. Um, I think they were playing this evening, actually, Elche. Yeah, 9 o'clock, yeah. I was going to check on that one quickly. But um, it it's about... Obviously, we know it's not this easy, but it's about finding the right players, isn't it, for the right fit. And Blues need, I think they need the experience at the back to lead them now. And then I think they need, uh, you know, those exciting players in the final third to make things happen. I was going to say, I think the one area that, apart from striking, that's crucial to us is the goalkeeper. Yeah, and I think there was a lot of talk about Joe Hart. Obviously, he's now signed for Tottenham, but I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on that because I genuinely did think he was going to come back, and I just it doesn't sit well with me. Actually, I can t I could have took Joe Hart or I could have left it. Um, it was one of them where 
I do think if he'd have dropped to the championship, he'd have probably been one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I still believe that. Um, but at 33, he's not got long left. You could probably get two or three good years out of him, maybe at most. You know, he's going to get in over Lloris as well. So I just... No, he did speak about, oh, I want to play first team football. And then he's gone to sit as second or third choice at Spurs. So, yeah. Exactly. I'm not fussed, to be honest. I would have, I would have taken him back, but I think there's better options also out there as well. Um, do you reckon, Corey, would you have liked him back? or? <sighs> yeah. Yes and no. I think, again, from the business point of view of the club, I think the PR... From the financial side, potentially yes. I think he would yeah. do a good job. Um, is he still looked on the pitch? I don't know. And um, I've seen a lot of pundits say that he hasn't been out for the last few years, really. And he's kind of got away from it. Hiding. He obviously went to Torino, went to West Ham, uh, and Burnley. So he's been hiding a bit. Uh, so I think I, I'm glad we haven't gone from the end. Actually, um, I think there's a lot of actually there's actually quite a lot of availability for goalkeepers. I'm quite surprised. A lot of goalkeepers are moving around. So I think it's a bit of a domino effect, really. I think we're waiting to see who goes where, who moves where. And I think that will force our hand on who we get, who, who we want to get. Um, and like I say, I think it's a bit of our, out of our hands. I think we'll get what's available, uh, sadly. Yeah, it, it, it could be a case of that. I think the talk, the main two that have been linked is, is Carl Darlow, Neil Etheridge, um, both in this league would be top, top, top championship goalkeepers. And I was really pleased to see both of them linked. Both great goalkeepers. In my opinion, I think Etheridge would probably be the better of the two, marginally. Um, he's in his last, con- last year of his contract at uh, Cardiff. I think it was only last season he was linked with a £10 million move away when they got relegated. Um, yeah. He's a really top goalkeeper. Um, and being in his last year of his contract, you can pick him up on a relatively cheap budget. As far as I'm aware, I think that Blues had had some talks and I think that it's not Cardiff selling him is the issue. I think Blues could probably get the deal done on that side. Um, I think it's probably more, I think it's personal terms where you, the, the sticking points were at the minute. Um, that's obviously just what I'm gathering from from what I can read into it. But we're getting pretty desperate for a goalkeeper. We're not desperate overall but we're desperate for a goalkeeper now um and i think that blues might have to not break the bank as such but maybe just push the boat out a little bit for your first choice goalkeeper just to make sure that you know you've got him in um but i, I don't know that's just my opinion Corey darlow etheridge were you you, you got preference with those two or uh Eve, i think like i say i think the transfer targets we're going obviously for goalkeepers we're looking at obviously older goalkeepers with experience um, I know obviously Dilo hasn't played that many games obviously comparison to average um, either or like I said I think any goal I think most goalkeepers would be an upgrade from Camp I think the club had to get I think obviously I know Camp rejected a new contract uh, to rumours but I think they had to get rid of him uh, I think he was part of an era where mistakes through the club was just that was it that was how things are run so yeah. I think in hindsight we could say oh we should have kept camp for six months or we should really push to get that new contract but I actually don't think we should have done that I think we've done the right decision I think we, we'll see what we get like I say there's a lot of championship clubs with poor goalkeepers Preston last season were nearly pushing the playoffs and they have Declan Rudd and he's one of the worst goalkeepers I've probably seen 
So, like you say, it's possible. Leeds, yeah. they had that, obviously, they had the Kassir, obviously, most of the season, obviously, until he got squad banned. Um, and then they had a young kid in. So, like you say, if the rest of your team isn't too bad, most teams just throw anyone in. Yeah, I, th- I think, personally, goalkeepers, you're, you're almost your main person, in my opinion. Um, you know, he leads from the back. Um, you know, he can see what a lot of people can't across the pitch. Um, and they save you points. You know, Mourinho said back when he, when he brought in Czech years and years and years ago that goalkeepers win you titles at times and they, you know, they can save you like 10, 12, 15 points a season from the saves that they make. You know, if we've got a crap goalkeeper, we lose 15 points overall from winning positions or whatnot. You know, think what 15 points could have done to us last season. You get what I mean? So I think a good goalkeeper is, is going to be no, crucial. Yeah. But you, you're right. When teams can stick someone in goal, if they've got a solid back line, it's not going to... They can get away with it. But I don't think Blues can get away with it. I do agree with you. But I think the, the point of the club is they're not expecting to go. So if they lose 15 no. points, it's not the end of the world. So, and, that, and that's what I think they're going for, is they're not going to be forced. Again, it happened in January. Uh, there was a few targets we wanted, contracts broke down, discussions broke down. Because it didn't matter, did it? We, there was yeah. no ambition to, as long as we stayed up, there was no point, was there? So again, I think this, that same agenda will be again this season. I, I know you say, obviously, that I believe they are very important, but I think the idea of what the club are going for, they probably don't value it as important as other players. That's my only thinking. Mm. No, definitely. Strikers? Um... Sky Sports, uh, one of the reporters there linked us with Caden Jackson at, uh, at Ipswich. I don't, know, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but in my opinion, he would be a really good steal if we can pick him up on the cheap. Um, I've heard you mention that he's um, comparable to Shea Adams. That's... In, my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, he's got that sort of, in, he's got that sort of look about him. He's a lot older, he's 26. But he's got that sort of lower league. He's got something to prove in the championship. He's got plenty of pace and power. He's got a nice, tidy finish on him when he wants to. Uh, he's still a little bit raw. I don't. You can't call him young, but a bit of a raw talent still. Um, and if you can pick he's him got up, fire. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and I think that we lack that blister and pace up front. We really do. Um, if he can be one of those, and then we can maybe add a proven championship scorer as well in with him and Juki. You've got a really good trio there. Um, Five pound bet on who he's going to say that's at, currently at Middlesbrough. No, I have no idea. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank a name on it. Oh, you're on a you last longer. Yeah, who you want? Oh, yeah, but I've wanted him for about ten years now since like he was at Peterborough. So like, that's you know, it's never going to happen. He's too expensive and he's on too big a wages. So yeah, no, it's never going to happen. But I think Caden Jackson, you might be able to pick up for a couple of million, two, two and a half. Yeah, I think he'd be more than worth it. I don't know what's happened to those. Sky were linking him last week, so Ivan Tony. Yeah, didn't he? He had talks, didn't he, with Brentford, and he's turned them down by the sounds of it. Yeah, but has he Not turned sure. them down because he doesn't want to go to Brentford, Ooh. or has he turned them down because he wants to stay? Now well, it could he definitely be doesn't he want doesn't to stay want to stay. Yeah. But he doesn't want to go to Brentford, so he's holding out. And I'm not going to lie, if I was a footballer, no offence, Brentford fans. No, fully offensive. Brentford. 
I'd probably want to go to someone that's a, a little bit more prestige. Full offence. Why would you? Like, that sounds really like bitchy, but like when you're moving from League One to the Championship, you're not, you don't particularly want to go to a club that's almost. Um, I think he. I think he. Well, yeah. Well, Brentford are a small club. I think you know what I mean. I'm trying to be polite about it. Nah, don't be polite. I don't like Brentford. Um, <laughs> I think in an interview he said that you might be holding out for a Premier League club and people were saying, you're being a bit too ambitious there, mate. Like, you're going to make the step up from League One to Premier League. Who's going to take that punt on you? Do I think he's good enough? Probably. But, you know, he's probably... He didn't probably... really work out for Nick Pope all that time ago, did it, when he moved to Man United, so... Nick Pope? Oh, you mean... You want about Nick Powell? Nick Pope. I was questioning. I was thinking Nick Pope. Nick Pope did it. He played for Man United. I was going to say, Nick Pope's done all right, hasn't he? Sorry, um, not Nick Pope. Nick Powell. I I tried to be smart there as well. That that blew up in my face, didn't it? Oh, God, what do girls know about football, though? (laughs) I think with Ivan Tony, he, I questioned when people, when he said he was holding, well, or rumoured to say he was holding out for a Premier League move. I can understand it now. Look at Leeds. His bump is going to be their number one strike. I know they're looking at better targets than probably Ivan Tony, but West Brom, all the clubs that have gone up, they haven't really got a first-team striker good enough. I could see him go to West so, Brom. Yeah, yeah, West Brom, West like you say. But even Fulham, I know they've got Mitrovic, but after that, who have they got? I think that's where Ivan Tony's probably looking at it going, well, the transfer the window's open until October. I've got chances. Yeah, I don't blame him for keeping it open because those three Premier League clubs, if they sure to get who they want, yeah. So the also the window is open till October. Uh, so Ivan has got choices. He's no, he's no rush, and um, they'll be they'll be if the ones the Premier League clubs don't get who they want to get, they'll start panicking, uh, and uh, I'm sure they'll make an offer for him. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Blues Blues are just lacking. Um, they're lacking a lot, to be honest, and it's hard to pinpoint where they're going to get this from. Um, but like you say, I think if Blues manage to get in four or five bodies before the start of the season as such, and then if they want to add one or two um, later on in the window, yeah, if they can get four, you know, three or four bodies in before the start of the, the, the season, which is three weeks away, you know, you're talking a striker, a goalkeeper, a winger, maybe another winger or striker, you know, three or four, then they're comfortable at that point. They've got their goalkeeper, they've got their striker, they might not have their backup goalkeeper. But then they can then maybe stretch till the end of October to get those extra two, three players in where they add that depth um, and it becomes a little bit easier for them to negotiate because they're not in a panic. Um, So, yeah, as long as we... I'm not in panic stations just yet, but if we've got those three or four positions covered by the start of the season, then I think we'll be okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not panicking. There's a lot of panic on Twitter about, um, you know, sign someone, sign someone, sign someone. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to panic. I think, you know, we've got the manager and you've got to trust the recruitment process at the minute. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a winger coming in in Sanchez. I'm pretty sure it's been agreed. He just needs to play his last few games because he's technically still not out of contract yet. He'll be over, I'm sure. Goalkeepers, they're edging closer. I'm sure there's also strikers in talks we just don't know about. You know, next week you could have all three of those players in. 
and then who's moaning, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Shall we, you go, go. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to mention Tom Carroll, um, that has been quite Oh, with the creepy about, stalker? With the creepy stalker, uh, he was a doll of Voodoo Tom Carroll. That's weird. Yeah. That is, man. Uh, if it wasn't normal doll, it wouldn't be as weird, but because it's voodoo. Yeah, that's... Okay. Uh, it looked nothing like him either. That's what was concerning. It didn't look very close to him at all. <laughs> It's just weird, man. Imagine you like try and live your life, and you're thinking that girl could be outside my house right now with a little voodoo doll. Like that's creepy. That is. It's like, all do... well and good being someone's fan. I mean, yeah. I would know, but like making a voodoo doll. Other than the ten voodoo dolls you've got for Duke in your room. Shh. Hence why you got injured today. I'm joking. I haven't because I would have put it all over the internet if I did. <laughs> But <laughs> but well, it, I, it's just a bit. It's a bit. If that happened to me, I'd be phoning the police. I'd have a restraining order on her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. by the by, no, Tom Carroll's <laughs> Tom Carroll for me again. It's take it or leave it. If you if you're bringing him in for depth, then no problem. He is he's okay. He's tidy on the ball. He can pass. Um. You know, he can dictate games, but he's incredibly injury-prone. I think he's 28 now, and he's made no more than, like, 150, 200 appearances up throughout his career. That is really poor. That is poor figures. Um, He had a couple of good years breaking through at Spurs. He had a good loan at QPR. And then after that, he's really struggled. After, like, 2014, 2015, he's really struggled to do anything. You know, he went to Swansea. He struggled to get in for injuries. He went to Villa. no, in my opinion, I don't think we're desperate. I think if it was one position that we're not desperate in, it's central midfield. I don't think we've got many good passes of the ball in midfield, but I don't think he's going to need really skilled passes in that centre too. I think Sunjic and Gardner and Davis and Keith and Bell, they can all do a job for him. So I think mm. that uh, that would be the last position that he'd look to change. Talking about midfielders, and I'm not sure if I'm going crazy, but I think I saw Medina you did. in one of the Blues videos. You did. Is he back with the squad training now? Yeah, training. God knows what they're going to do with him. Like he's good. He's good. I Honestly, like him. I was surprised we sent we sent him on loan. We sent him on loan to somewhere. Back to Cornell, I think. Back Cornell. Cornell, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. He was to me. He was on level or better than Keaton Bell. To me, I thought it was, was actually a better pass to the ball, and he actually had something about him. Um, yeah, I think he might actually feature the season. I think if, if he's in the squad, I think he actually may feature. I I quite mm. like him. I don't think he's a bad player. We just haven't really seen him at all. Um, he came on as a sub a few times, didn't he? Um, I think he played at Portsmouth in the cup. We went to that game, didn't we? That night, I think he played alongside Craig. I think he was actually okay. He was one of the few decent players that night. Um, but was whether he can keep up to speed with the, you know, the physicality and the tempo of the league, he might struggle. Um, mm-hmm. But we might see him in the friendlies, which reminds me of the, the club showing them live. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen sure. that. I would, I would hope so, but probably not. You should just send them for free on YouTube or on Blues TV or something like this. I, no... I imagine Tottenham will. I imagine we'll watch it from First Tottenham. End. <laughs> yeah. I imagine Tottenham will put it on YouTube. So we've got two more topics to speak about. Yes. It's been, it's been a long one, but we've had a lot to talk about. So 
Uh, this okay. is, I'm going to try and make this as happy as possible. Uh, we've got a new kit, and it's exactly the same as Portsmouth's, except it's slightly different with a different colour on it. Oh. Um, you can tell my excitement about it. I'm a little bit miffed because I quite like to have like, individual kits, like at least change it slightly, which is not just the sponsor. But what do you guys think of the new kit? Hmm. <laughs> Corey, you're terrible, your terrible. It is. I saw t today Preston. Preston have got the same one as well. Preston have got the same kit, literally just white and obviously like a dark blue. Uh, it's terrible. I must admit, I, I liked the adverts and we spoke at the commercials beforehand. Yeah, uh, but it's terrible. I think the commercial side. I think the club. So I think the club that took over the club store and the merchandise and online store is. Artists that'll be running the club store and managing all of that, all that side of the stuff, uh, which is one less headache for the club, I imagine. Uh, but no, I'm not really impressed. I must admit, it, it's it's just terrible. It's still technically the wrong blue. Yeah, yeah. last it's year was too dark. Away. This year's too yeah. white. I'm I'm I've I've given up on commenting on the kits anymore. Um, <laughs> like I didn't, I wasn't particularly a big fan of last year's. I'm not a big fan of this year's. Um, we haven't actually had a nice kit since Adidas's first first season. The first one was okay. Was good. Yeah, I uh, like that. the stripe one under Cabrini was quite underrated. In fact, you yeah. know what? Cabrini made some of our best kits, but the quality was crap. Um, yeah. So Umbro, make of that what you will. Yeah, and Umbros were always good back in the two thousand, like the late two thousand ten nine sort of seasons. Um, the X Step oh. one was actually my favourite. The the cup winning uh, shirt. It was really clean that design. Quite liked that one. Uh, X Step made some pretty good stuff. But I've I've given up commenting on them because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's a blue shirt and it's got a blues badge on it. So I'm I'm all for it. It's got blues. So I'd that... probably take it like on a deeper emotional level. I oh, just I just God. think that, that I think that though. when you've got a kit. It should be individual to your club because it represents you, not just yeah. as a brand, but as a family. And like, it should be unique. And I think it's almost killing football in that sense that you could go to, let's say, a Nike outlet and almost draw on the badge of your football club and you've basically got the shirt. Yeah. It's yeah. just, there's it nothing. And, it, they're missing a trick because even if they put in the tiniest little bit of extra effort to get the colour right, to make the badge look like it's not printed, and just to add some little extra details to the shirt and charge even £65, £70 for it, I think people would be more willing to buy it because it looks like there's more care in it and there's more passion and individual. Individuality. It's the lack of individuality that's that's annoying people. I think it's just this, mm. like people give them the same templates. You know, it's the same rubbish for every team, and nobody wants that anymore. You know, it's getting, it's been creeping in for the last four or five years, and it's just yeah, it's crap. I don't like it. Um, but I'm not going to moan because I'm a, I'm a bloke that shouldn't be deep in it that much about a kit. <laughs> um, I'm more peeved off about the prices keep going up because if I, if I'm going to buy it, then I just got to fork out more money, which I don't have. So well, I think if the quality's good, that's fine. But even last season's, the 
quality wasn't great, the ball of sports has already started peeling off about halfway through the season. And you paid, what, £55? We paid £55 50, 50 quid. 50 quid. But that, that's quite a lot, actually. And you, it, maybe it's because I'm a woman and I appreciate these things a bit more. Like, you know, it's a girly thing. But I would sort of want, if I'm putting £50 on something, I'd want it to last. Like, all the England kits I've ever bought have lasted me and they look like they're in fantastic nick and I've had some of them for nearly 20 years. So why can't our shirts be like that? Why can't they it's be modern? They're modern. A lot of modern shirts are crap these days. Aren't yeah, it? exactly. But the club, I personally think the club should invest slightly, a little bit more in their merchandising and they'll definitely reap the rewards of it. It's Possibly. just not yeah. lazy. It's just the done thing. And I'd like us to be a little bit more outside the box when everything's settled down within the club. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Would be nice. Mm. Backroom staff. There's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's bought, he's bought in a lot, isn't he? Like, he's bought in he more, more backroom than we've got players at the minute. Like, we'll, have to, we'll have to have a few coaches, I think, for away days. Yeah, uh, he's going to be. Yeah. Coaching staff, yeah. doctors, physios. Well, he's got, he's bringing in, I talk Rank has finalised his backroom staff ahead of the 2021 campaign. Joining him at Blues are David Karanka, assistant manager. So that is his brother. It's probably David, not David. Well, it's, it says David on here, so it's David Karanka. But uh, we'll go with that. Assistant. Uh, Juanjo Villa, head of analysis. I believe worked with him at Forest and at Borough. Your pronunciation hurts my head. I am not of a Spanish or Portuguese descent, so I cannot pronounce. Nelson Jardim. Jardim? Jardim. Uh, assistant. Look, you can, you can critique my pronunciations later. Carlos Luengo Pena. Assistant. Just stop. <laughs> head of analysis. And also Craig Gardner is in the first team coaches. And Scott Bevan has moved up from under-23s goalkeeping coach to goalkeeping coach so he hasn't got anyone to coach oh uh, well but he has <laughs> he has he's someone was in the goal today he's got someone is that not sure uh, is that g-cock isn't it was it yeah well, um uh, it looks like we've uh got enough coaching staff if we do ever need to fill the squad out if we get a little bit weak throughout the season okay so obviously it's a different day um, there's been a lot that's happened since we actually filmed and we thought it's better to have one big video rather than two little videos on stuff that is still relevant but we want to talk about the newer stuff as well so we're gonna I'm just gonna do a quick overview of the new stuff we're going to talk about which is the two preseason games that we've played so far which is Charlton and Leicester um, we talk about the signing of James's Bay John Terrell and some other rumours that have been flying about recently. But let's start with the two pre-season games. Charlton won one, and time of filming today, um, we lost Leicester 2-0, which is, I think, a decent result. But, James, I know you definitely watched both of them. Do you want to give us your overview? Oh, I wish I watched both of them. Um, <laughs> well, no, not Charlton. No, um, I think obviously what you can take from the Charlton game is just based on sort of formations and lineups, how he's going to go about it. And it's so evident that 
that 4-2-3-1 we spoke about earlier on in the episode, how he wants to set up, it's going to be that again um, this season. You know, he's obviously at the time of filming, we've played four, uh, two games, so four halves of football. He's put four different teams out in all the halves and each time they've lined up in a 4-2-3-1. So, you know, that's, that's clear to see. Um, obviously, we don't... Pre-season's never about um, results, is it, really? Uh, you never base a pre-season off results because I've watched Blues for many years now and we've had pre-seasons where we've been beaten in most of our pre-season games and then actually gone on to have a really good season. I think we... I think it's the season... We got promoted out of the championship in '09, and I think we lost every preseason game or something like that. And then we ended up like going up in second place. So obviously there was a lot of people moaning this afternoon after being beaten by Leicester. Um, I'm not particularly bothered. I'm just more looking at the performances of individuals and and to see the the shape and how we're trying to set up. And and I actually thought we were okay, especially you know I can just take off what I saw from the Leicester game. Um, I thought we were okay, Corey. You you managed to catch a bit of it as well. Yeah, most of the think? Leicester game today, and yeah, I say it's all about fitness, isn't it? It's all about getting players used to playing with each other. I think, and obviously, the last few seasons have been a lot of turnover of players, and obviously, the club have made it quite clear that their ambitions are to bring the academy players in. So we have obviously have seen some of the academy players play the last few games, and I think, like you say, we'll have to see how the next few preseason games go. Will we start to see a side form um, that he's going to use as his starting eleven? But I think it's positive that we've got different players playing with different players uh, to learn actually what relationships are possible. I've seen a lot on Twitter of people saying that Keith Bell and uh, Sonnage is a, a poor uh, relationship in the middle of the park, but like I say, we'll have to have a look at it and have to see. No, I couldn't agree more with that. It's, you, I think Blue's... For some reason, it's like the one lesson we never seem to learn is you can't have the same player partnering each other in the centre of midfield. Why do we keep yeah. falling foul to this? You know, like Davis and Kifton Bell are the same player. You really ideally don't play them two together. Sunjic, Davis and Kifton Bell are all similar types of player where they're very combative and they're very um, tenacious and they get at you. Obviously, Sunjic being the best out of those three. Um you play him next to you want someone there next to him who's really technical on the ball i.e. Gardner can fill that hole pretty well but obviously we've been linked with uh, Adam Clayton this morning Um, I think he fits that role as well really well I think you partner him with a Sunjic so you 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 have two of each so you can rotate the two and the two so you'll have a Sunjic and either a Davis or Kiftenbeld and then you'll have Gardner and either you know, another ball playing central midfielder. Um, I think it depends on how um, Karanka wants to set things up, though. My, my brain said Cantona there, not that's not right. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> um, it depends how Karanka wants to play. Um, so whether he actually wants really two solid central defensive midfielders to sit in that two role there. Whereas I, I think, like, maybe you can say Keefton Belt and Sunich are sort of that, or whether you actually do want a, a solid central defensive midfielder and a more combative, um, free flowing technical player, almost like Adam Clayton. Yeah. So I think it depends in really how he wants to set that up. I don't think he's really got much choice at the moment. He's got no. three of the same players, varying ability. 
and it's kind of hard for him to probably play how he wants to play at the moment because of the lack of options. So again, I think it's a tough one. You can't really criticise too much at the moment. You can criticise the players and their performances, but we don't technically know at the moment how Karanka wants to play because our squad is still so thin. What you've summed up there in saying about the midfield pairings is the, is the difference between a Gary Rowett 4 2 3 one which we saw for many years, and a Karanka 4 2 3 one is how we're going to line up. Um, Rowett loved two defensive midfielders that were just going to get in your face and hit you hard. Um, obviously, Davis and Kifton Bell played a lot, or uh, Davis and Gleeson for quite a while um, in his first season. They were, uh, Gleeson, I suppose, was probably the most technical of the three. Um, but they were all, very, again, very similar types of player. Um, Karanka, I think, is going to want, like I say, what we've said about having one player who's going to get in there and break play up really well and just do the simple bits. And then he can play that to someone next to him who's got a lot more about him. Um, you know, Karanka likes a little bit more possession. Like we spoke about before, he likes sort of 55% possession. Um, he can't do that with a Davis and a Kifton Bell pairing or a Sunjic and a Kifton Bell or... You know, we like all three, but you just it's not going to work. You know, um, do you know? I think it's, sorry. You know, I think it is James. I think as well. I think Karanka is a philosopher of the game. I think he's going to think a lot more tactically than probably protected last season. The subs last season were very poor. Um, like I say, Wes Hardy would get a run occasionally. Montero would dazzle us um, in the corner for about ten minutes at the end of the game. Um, I think this season we will see. Karanka use a tactical game plan that changes. So, like I say, I think the two defensive centre midfielders will come on the last 20, the last 20, minutes, 20 minutes to go. Uh, I think that's what he's looking for with these different sides is how can he switch the game up? How can we go more attacking? How can we more defend? How can we keep the game, slow, slow the game down? Um, I think that's what you'll get with Karanka. They'll be, and I think that's what the club have wanted the last few seasons. Instead yeah. of having one plan, and if it goes to it goes apart, then we just lose. I think they want to make sure we compete every minute that's on the pitch. Yeah, no, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah, it's it's depth, isn't it? Like, yeah, Blues haven't had depth in a very very long time. Um, no, and yeah. and it's and important. Speaking of, sorry, James. Yeah, go on. Speaking yeah, yeah. of not having depth, the squad that we had out today. Do you want to run through who you thought your key players were and who performed the best and who's got a little bit? more to work on for the start of the season. Well, Corey, did you, you, did you see any stand-up performers? I know I, I caught a couple, caught my eye, but... Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a bit of, like, of Colin, actually. Uh, for the 10, 15 minutes I got to watch, um, Colin and Ho- even Holly Dean. Um, I've seen, I, I think a lot of the fans have been on his back the last few months, last year or so. Uh, but from what I watched, he actually was quite commanding. Uh, again, that Harley Dean of bringing the ball from the back and running at people uh, was back. Um, is it confidence? Is it fitness? We'll have to see. Like I say, is it a fad? Is it just to impress Karanka for the moment? He might be on his way out. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'd agree with those two. Um, they were certainly very impressive in the first half. Um, they caught my eye as well. Um, obviously, Zach Geekock has been thrown in at the deep end. Obviously, penalty saved today. And I thought pulled off a couple of decent saves. He looks actually really good. Um, I'd like to see him get a loan maybe this season, uh, go to 
a decent lower league team to get some real not until we time. get a proper goalkeeper in <laughs> not, well yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves Look, or Stop. like I say we've discussed the rush goalkeeper Dean might be up for rush goalkeeper still but um, <laughs> but you know yeah he looks a, a good prospect uh, George up front as well he looked a handful and then Georgia. Um, he looked really good. Uh, and actually, I thought Sunjic and, and Charlie Lakin as well were pretty good. I know I've been, some people give me, um, yes, yes, some people give me. Sunjic. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm just uber critical of midfielders. That's just my forte. But I thought he was actually really good today. He, he really commanded in that midfield. And Lakin playing out of position on the left was, was really good as well. Go on, say no. Yeah. James was a midfielder for Nottingham Forest. There we go. <laughs> Brilliant. No, but yeah, the, there was there was a couple of standouts, and there was a couple of um, not so good performances. Davis Roberts weren't particularly on the ball today. Um, and I've got a theory about Mark Roberts that yeah. ever since he had his child, well, obviously he didn't have it, but you get what I'm saying. His brain's gone a bit to mush. I'd be worried if he did. I just don't think that he's just been at that level. But then again, neither has anyone else. But again, I think since we've come back, I think he hasn't stepped up as much as I would have liked him to. You know, it's a funny yeah, one, Mark Roberts. I think he'll never be worth the money we paid for him. Was it between, what, two and four million? That's I really think yeah. maybe, maybe, obviously maybe today's market, yeah. But I think at the time we paid the money, and I don't think he'll ever get to level. We hope he will. Um, I, I actually didn't realise it. I think he's 29, 30 now. And I yeah. actually didn't realise that after we signed him. Well, 26, after that's about four years ago. Um, and it's quite concerned. Like I say, we will never make a profit or get any true value from that signing. It's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, you're right, actually. It's a fair point. Um, I like Mark Roberts. I think you think about all the times he's been sort of hounded and... Um, he's been really unlucky with injuries in and out of the team for a couple of years. I think he's conducted himself really well. You can't deny that. You know, you know, you look at when Dean got a bit of stick, whether it's justified or not, Dean reacted poorly. Mark Roberts has never reacted poorly. Um, so I think that's one of his, you know, strong points that he's a he's a level headed guy. I, I think it's a confidence thing with Mark and Harley. I think at the minute, yeah. massive confidence. You saw Harley today. He had a couple of good blocks a couple of good tackles and his confidence started building you saw it like he started coming out with the ball playing some good passes he looked commanding yeah I think there's a good defender in there I just think that we just need to give him a run of games to get their confidence back up and it's going to be the case with most of the squad you know there's some good players in that squad who we saw really struggle last season yeah. um, I think part of the, I think part of that James comes back we spoke this last season uh, I, I, I do use Lee comes with a scapegoat and um, but like you say, I, I don't think he, he, he breeds confidence. I think that's why I kind of agree, I disagree with you about the Zach G going out on loan. Part of me thinks if we get enough, a decent enough goalkeeper, he may be worth him actually staying around. Um, Truman, divide opinion. I think lastly, last season when he came in to replace Camp, didn't do too bad. There's some that you think he could have done better with, but I think if you if he was going to break out, he would have done it beforehand, before now. I think him going down to Wimbledon, um, yeah. that, that, that he's, he's gone now, I think. I think yeah. um, Gcock will be, has a brilliant opportunity. Um, 
I think he will stay at the I think he will stay at Blues this season as part of the first team setup. And like I say, that confidence is a big thing with the with the defenders. Colin and Pedersen have been quite confident by themselves. They are they know their own ability. But I think with the centre backs, they haven't got a clue. Like last season, the last two seasons, they hadn't had a clue what was going on with Lee Camp. Um, so yeah, I think I think you'll find a big difference with a new goalkeeper. Yeah, no, for sure. It's confidence, isn't it? Um, but we've got two more friendlies to go, so we'll kind of see how those sort of pan out over the next couple of uh, well, the next week. We've only got ten days, I think, until the uh, less than that. I think we've got nine days until the first competitive game, which is the cup game against Cambridge. Which is um, well, in that case, let's speak about some positives. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The uh, Spanish prince has returned home. Senor Toral has arrived. <laughs> Honestly. James, go on, go on. This has been Just, five years in the making. The floor is yours. Don't <laughs> get the shrine out, James. Yeah. Um, no, this has been so long in the making. And I actually was sad enough to go back on my Twitter last night and search like my own name talking about him. And every transfer window for the last three transfer windows, I've put about signing him. <laughs> And I just think that's so sad. But I thought, you know what? Persistence pays off, doesn't it? Like, even even if like he doesn't succeed, I'm just happy to have him back. Like, I'm going to do that with uh, Fernando Torres now. Then come out of retirement, come to Blues. Come out of retirement, come to Blues. Persistence is is a virtue, Emily. Um, no, it's great to have a, a footballer. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about like people that can pass the ball. Like Blues don't have enough of those players. You know. I can only count them on one hand, really. The technical footballers we've got at the football club, you know, Crowley, Terrell, um, Collan is is very technical. Other than that, like I'm talking like super technical players, there really isn't many. Stuck after that, and Bella, Bella, I guess, um, and Odin Bailey. I suppose you can you can kind of put those in that five bracket. There's not many. Uh, and Blues need more of them if we're we're serious about being a good team and. Uh, you know, having more possession like he wants, then you need to have these players that are comfortable on the ball. And, and John Terrell certainly brings you that. And he brings you that versatility across that attacking midfield three, which, you know, again, we really don't have much depth in right now. And people are saying, well, what does this mean for Crowley? It, it's A, competition, B, depth, and C, they can both play in a very, you know, various positions across that three. So it means nothing. It means we've brought in a, a fantastic player on a, on a free transfer. I think with Terrell, I think he was so successful at Blues previously because while he had the skill and the ability, he also had the defensive attributes. Do you know what I mean? He, he wasn't falling the four or five seconds. He'd, get in, he'd make a tackle. He'd get involved. And similar to a Blues player, I did a big favourite of mine was Bowie Shaw. Um, he was, again, very technically, had a very good technical ability, but also could defend and could get on the ball and actually have an impact on the game. Yeah. I think that's what what makes Terrell so special. Um, like you say, fitness is a big question on Terrell. I think I saw something last season that he hasn't completed more more than a full 90 minutes more than twice in the last four years. It's something like that. Um, it's concerning. Yeah, he's been plagued by injury. Um, yeah. I spoke to a Hall fan yesterday when we signed him just to kind of get the low down. And he says that 
he his his main problem has been injury. You know, they they paid three and a half million to bring him in from Arsenal, um, and he struggled really for fitness injury. Uh, but when he's played, he's been their best player by a, a country mile. That's what that's what I was told. Um, and they're disappointed that they couldn't really get the best out of him. I think that coming back to Blues is going to give him a big confidence boost because it's where he's played his best football. Um, so he's going to feel very much at home. And the system's going to suit him, I think. It's two crucial points. You know, Hull didn't, didn't play a 4-2-3-1 either, so it didn't suit him. He was never in the position he wanted to be across those three. It just makes complete sense. And like I say, it's the same as what I said about Scott Hogan when we brought him in. Uh, I think it's weird that it's low risk and high potential. You know, it either pays off, and which it did with Hogan. He scores seven goals, which, you know, technically kept us off. Um, it pays off and, and there was no risk. And, and obviously we've sent him back, so he's cost us nothing. Um, or we could have bought him and, you know, we still can if we want to. And it's the same with Terrell. He either works and it's an absolute stroke of genius and it's a free transfer and he comes in and bags seven goals and ten assists or whatever he wants to come in and get. And, and we extend his contract for another year and, hey, Presto, you've got a £5 million player. Or it doesn't work and you've paid nothing for him. You've, he's probably on a modest wage. Um, and you just let him go at the end of the season. It is what it is. Blues aren't in a position to be going and spending £10 million on a, a super European talent in that position. So I think we've done very, very, some very shrewd business so far in the market with, uh, with him and friend coming in. And I'm just delighted because uh, he is my bae, he's my man crush. And uh, you Blues fans out there, not, you're just not going to hear the end of it now. <laughs> I swear, every time he scores, I'm going to have a little John Terrell figure somewhere for it when he scores. I'm going to bring it on every week when he does score. It's funny, James, because we spoke before about the transfer strategy. Obviously, I wrote a blog before about being the Brentford B, uh, following that strategy of buying younger talent uh, and then trying to sell them on. In hindsight, we're not doing that. We're actually buying players who are maybe not identified by the clubs. We're not, because Brentford buy no, nobodies, but they're a lot younger, so the risk is less. Yeah. They've got more time to prove themselves, but we're actually signing players who are maybe against like a Ravel Morrison, isn't it? It's players who are who aren't deemed fit for a certain club or a certain position or formation that we seem to find these gems. Um, and it's got to be applauded by the fans. I think Don and Speakman have done a good job so far. And they've, le- they've learned the lessons. They've learned the lessons. Do you mean, I think if we all had 30, 50 million to splash on the players we did previously, um, why why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? If you can spend money and get guaranteed success, why would you not try? Um, but they've learned their lessons. And like I say, I think we will continue shrewd signings like Jonathan Lecker. Yes. Yeah, Ooh, yeah that, that ties us in very nicely to transfer rumours. <laughs> yes. There's been so Jonathan Lecker well. being one of them. Who else do you think we may get? Well, I thought the Lecco one was an interesting one. I didn't. That came out of left field. Didn't see that one coming. Um, what was it? Was it a million pound for yeah. Lecco? Us and Sheffield four Wednesday. Four-year deal. Yeah, I heard that he was leaning to like uh, I think the Birmingham. I think it's Brian Dick said that he's leaning towards Blues, which would make sense yeah. because he's a local lad. 
Um, why would he up and relocate when he can get a club in the same area? And a Blues a more attractive proposition than Sheffield Wednesday at the minute? I'd probably say so. Um, you're not starting off with that 12-point deduction. What manager would you rather work under? Gary Monk or Aitor Karanka? Probably Karanka. So, no disrespect to Monk, but just mm-hmm. saying that, you know, all the signs point to Blues are a better option for him. So I think that, and in terms of, you know, like you're saying, Corey, you know, picking up what Brentford do, young players that are very risk-free, this one is incredibly risk-free with massive, yeah. massive potential. You know, if he kicks on and has two great seasons, for example, where he sets the championship alight, which he did very, very, very well at Charlton last season before injury. Yeah. You could sell him on for like £10 million. Look what we did with Shea. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Five goals, four assists for Lecco in 21 games. Yeah, some of that, position. yeah. Um, before he got a quite a bad knee injury, um, which he's been out since January. With. I think I think another key thing as well. I don't West Brom are selling him um, just just because they just because they've got too many players. I think it, all it is for them is they need to generate some money to sign to sign. I know they're just going to get promoted. They will get a bonus, but yeah. they're not a cash rich club. West Brom, while they have while they may have money, they have, I imagine they haven't got many assets to sell on. Um, so again, I've, they've been linked with David Button from Brighton. So I imagine they'll probably choose the funds from Lecco to get another player, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense for them as a club. Which, again, we're not just signing players that clubs want to offload, um, like Ivan Sanchez. So we are, we are, blah, 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 blah. there was news probably over the weekend now. I've lost track of the days, if I'm honest. Um, I, Ivan Sanchez, isn't it? It is. Not Ivor. <laughs> I I'm need more. to eat. I'm not with it. Ivan Sanchez has left Elche. We've been heavily linked with him. There are rumours saying that the deal is done. Um, and now that he's actually left, it's kind of a good sign for us. But you never know what's going to happen in football. Boys, what do you think about the possible signing of him? I think he's, uh, he's quality. I watched his YouTube highlights as uh, all Blues fans do. Um, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. after seeing Chef Endoy's highlights, I've not <laughs> used them as a reference uh, for future use. Um, but I actually tuned in to watch one or two of these, the playoff games um, that he had with El- Elche. Uh, and he's pretty decent. To he gets on the ball. He comes deep quite a lot uh, to get into the ball, which is quite nice. Um, but like I say, he does stay wide. He will stay up top. But he does like to come collect the ball. Um, which is quite nice. And I say he's a bit of a hard worker. I think he might fit in quite well. Yeah. And um, my is his attitude. Like I say, I know he doesn't really want to leave. Uh, from what I've got off Instagram, um, I'm not sure if he wants to move to England or financially it's beneficial for him to move to England. You talking of Vialba part two? Yes. You are yes. right. Yeah. I thought that's what you might have been hinting at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree with Corey. It's hard to go off like a YouTube compilation because um, we've been there and done that and been burnt by that fire before. Um, as every fan, look, every fan's guilty of it. And anybody watching this that says they don't go and watch a player on YouTube <laughs> as soon as they hear about him and they've never heard of him before is a liar because everybody does it. I do it. Um, I don't. I, you, well, you just don't bother at all. <laughs> um, Sanchez wasn't one I heard of previously. Um, but yeah, I took, a, I, had. I took an interest of him when 
uh, we were linked and I started watching the two playoff games. Well, I watched the four, I watched the two semifinals as well. Yeah. I thought he was one of their standout players. Um, like you say, really confident on the ball, wants the ball all the time. Very good. I think he completes like seven completed dribbles per 90, which is ridiculous for anybody. Um, I think but I will always say, right, Yeah. the Segunda division is nowhere near the quality of the championship. No. Like it is like League Two, maybe a little bit less standard. And I think it was shown by getting a few players from the Segunda division last season, like Alvaro Jimenez, who was the top goal scorer in the division. Ryan Vialba, I know, is from Valencia, but I don't necessarily think getting players from the second division says that they're going to be good players. No. Because you can be a good player in a bad league, but that doesn't make you a good player in a good league. So it's one of those other trial and error ones, I think, that if he'd gone on and played in La Liga with Alche yeah. and he'd actually scored in La Liga, then okay, fine. But I'm very sceptical, especially after last season with our players that we got from there. You have to... Well, the pro- yeah, go on. Sorry, so the, pro- the problem, problem there only is if he did that, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be a blueser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only problem. If he did, if he did get in the league and scored more than five goals, he would not be a blues. Um, yeah, that's true. And that's where it comes up finding those hidden gems, isn't it? Is where you find them before they get to that level, isn't it? And I think the key to take away from that is for every Alvaro Jimenez we had, who, bless his socks, he tried as hard as he could. Um, and you know what? Vialba's actually a very good player. It's just his attitude. Yeah. Um, for every Insert Jimenez... Insert meme of, you know, Drake and Josh and, again, Megan and Miriam. <laughs> yes, Miriam. Um, for every uh, Alvaro we get, we also pick up a, a Jeremy Bella, who also comes from the Segunda Division, and he's an absolute gem. So, you know... It's it's always going to be like that. You will get a one-on-one situation where, you know, you might get one good, one bad. Um, but I trust them because Vialba we picked up and he's a very good player, but lacks the attitude. That's not that, you know, they couldn't have known that how he'd have, you know, have acted. And Bella's come in and he's been fantastic. So I do trust them. Um, and again, if it's a free transfer, there's no, there's no... Low risk, isn't it? He comes in. If he doesn't work, okay, it's frustrating. But, you know, he's cost us no transfer fee as such. Yes, there'll be wages involved and maybe signing on fee. But it's very, very minimal risk. So, I like the look of him. It's between us and Huesca. I'm probably butchered that pronunciation. But Huesca. Um, Who's a bigger club? Birmingham City or Huesca? Come on. it's not really an argument he should be having. It just depends whether he wants to come abroad or stay at home, like Corey said. Yeah, I say I think financially it's going to be beneficial for him. Uh, he's he 27, is he? 26, 27. Yeah, it's just 27. I think I think the one difference is we have Vialba. Vialba's a boy, not a man. Um, moving abroad to a different country, it's hard. I imagine it's. I've never done it myself, but I imagine for him it was hard. I think again, we're buying a more experienced player. He's probably more settled. Yeah. Um, and so one thing I did notice was, again, similar to Terrell, that, that uh, physicality. He did get kicked. He, he weren't. wasn't rolling across the floor. Wasn't crying about it. Picked himself back up. Carried on. He, he. And that's what I think. What positive is they've, ident- they've identified the physicality of the championship. How physical it can be. Uh, and realise that you can't just get players from anywhere and they're going to fit in. Yeah. yeah. 
absolutely. Um, the final one is the goalkeeper situation, which is probably the most pressing situation currently, as we've spoken about. Um, Etheridge, Darlow looking. Um, Darlow looks dead in the water. Um, Etheridge looks like it's taken a back seat, not dead though, because I think that would probably be personal terms stumbling. Um, I think he's on a bit of a high wage at Cardiff. Blues don't want to be paying above their reported cap of £15,000 a week, reported. Um, but goodness knows what our cap is. I'm hoping we're being sensible. Um, but the Dylan Phillips was a name that cropped up, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Mm. Um, I was going to suggest Dylan Phillips um, in a previous podcast a couple of weeks ago. Of course you were. No, genuinely was. I didn't didn't mention it because I just I don't know the, the conversation never came up but the only reason I thought it was because I think he was championship goalkeeper of the year um, he had a really really standout season with Cholton and it's one of them where you just look at the teams that go down and you're like can you nab any of their star players and Dylan Phillips being that one from Cholton you look to, to maybe capitalise on but uh, Cholton looked pretty reluctant to sell him so Blues are really struggling for this goalkeeper at the minute Again, but then James got his contractual again, isn't it? He's got one, I think one year left, yeah. and um, he's made it clear he won't be signing another contract. Yeah. Um, so obviously, in the best interest for him, he's going to want to move to a championship club now. Um, I'm not sure about Dylan Phillips. I think he's a good goalkeeper. Um, I'm not sure if it breeds ambition um, enough. I, I, I'm not sure what the yeah. plans are for the club. I think, like you say, I think if again. If they're signing players like Clyde, then I imagine it's just to stabilise the squad, get some experience in there. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad sign. He's 25. Uh, that's quite young for a keeper still. Um, yeah. Depends what Cranker wants him to do. I don't, I don't know him that well. Does he? Is he that good of a passer? To my knowledge, he's not. Uh, is he playing from the back? It depends what Cranker wants. Isn't it? You know what, what he wants him to do. As a shot stopper and an overall goalkeeper, I think he's at a decent level. Yeah, I think he's looking for more of a commanding shot stopper than a, a ball-playing goalkeeper. Because if he wants a ball-playing goalkeeper, he doesn't go to Dylan Phillips. He goes to probably yeah. Neil Etheridge. He's probably slightly better at that. Um, yeah. But Blues are in a boat where they're trying the water. They're trying to be ambitious with the best goalkeeper they could pick up in the league. But it's getting to a point now where we're getting tight on time. You know, We can deal with like having two wingers for, for the start of the season. Um, and then maybe add in them in October. But we ideally need this first-choice goalkeeper in in the next 10 days, you know, yeah. before the, the first game. I suppose you could play Geekock against Cambridge, I guess, but even that's a risk. Um, they need him in, in the next, like I say, 10, 11, 12 days. The goalkeeper needs to be in because yeah. we're starting to push for time now. Um, they can focus on the second, the, the backup goalkeeper, throughout October but yeah we, we're a bit pressed for time so I guess they're, they're making feelers out for more realistic targets I guess um, yeah. seeing what I, they could get them I think the one issue is they've shown their hand in one way that leaving it so late they're, go, they're going to go for a championship goalkeeper aren't they yeah. I know yeah. Dylan Vittorio's relegated but all the other championship clubs or maybe some of the league one clubs now are going to be looking around going, well, we know that they want a championship, a keeper of championship experience, um, which might hurt us financially. Um, yeah. Obviously, Dylan Phillips, I think, well, I think he's got a release clause of what that situation is, but 
again, you might pay over the odds because they know they know your hand, don't they? They do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's that. That's going to be our Achilles heel all summer. You know, they know we've made thirty million pounds from from two sales this summer. They know that we've got some money, not loads. We're not stacked, but we've got something to spend. Unlike a lot of clubs and teams are going to slightly try and push our hand to, to try and get the most that they can because they need the money. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's a massive game of poker all summer. The later it gets, the more chance you've got of getting them on the, on the cheap because clubs will stop being so sort of stubborn about it. Yeah. Um, but ideally we need someone in soon because like I say, it's, we're pressed for time. So um, we'll wait and see how that one, but I think that just about wraps up, doesn't it? Em? Do you want me to end it? Yeah, just do another ending and I'll end it from there. Okay. Just on a very quick happy note, uh, Lionel Messi's uh, left Barcelona, so I'm expecting him in very shortly. No, I'm joking. Come on. Don, uh, do the business, for- son. <laughs> Get that one done, mate. Even since it's my brother and um, he's a bit confused, so I'm sorry, Callum, for that. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like the video, comment down below all your thoughts, and don't forget I did mention the George Friend comment in the previous video that's now part of this video. I want to know your funny, funny, funny George friend. I can't think of the word. Pun. Pun, yeah. Yeah. Tell me your funny George friend puns. I want to know that in the comments. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you're on Spotify, thank you for listening on Spotify. Please don't forget and also don't forget to share on all social medias. I really need to work on my ending part of the show. (laughs) But guys, thank you so much for watching or listening wherever you are and keep right on. Keep right on, guys. Get it wrong.